Arizona Sports Podcast. Arizona baseball started off their season 4-0 this past weekend, picking up four dominant wins against UMass Lowell. Here, joined in the studio with Zach and Sam. Why don't you guys uh, assess this past weekend in Arizona baseball for me? So, um, UVA baseball played four games against a really bad pitching team in UMass Lowell. Um, and so the entire weekend was just filled with the team seemingly just running all over them offensively. They won, they scored 12 runs in the first game, 18 in the second, 12 in the third, and 20 in the fourth. Um, it was really a big game by the freshmen. Um, one of the one of the fr- the new freshman first baseman catcher, his name is Austin, blanking on his last name. Um, Wells. Nearly Wells hit nearly hit for the cycle. In his, uh, in his first game, he homered on his first at-bat. Um, and that was just kind of a, the start. Also, the captains played well. Um, the leadoff pitcher, the leadoff hitter and the number two hitter for Juve are both juniors. They both hit uh, well over 400 for the series. Um, Matt Frazier is the leadoff hitter, the center fielder. He hit nearly 600 for the series. So uh, I don't think there was any test in pitching. UMass Lowell is not that great of a hitting team. But from the offensive side, it was I, – I, like, I, I guess the question that I'll ask you guys is, like, does, do the runs – are the runs assigned to Juve's good offense or UMass Lowell's bad pitching? I mean, I think I think at any, <clears throat> any game, any series in a collegiate standpoint, there's really only one aspect that you have to look at in these early games, and I think that's runs scored. Um, I think when you look at runs produced within a whole series, it makes – it easier for these wins to actually matter because there isn't really anything that you can go off of much more in this point of the season. You know, four games in, Arizona wasn't even ranked. They, they weren't even supposed to be ranked this year. Um, but they're proving that they're going to be showing these writers wrong. They're going to be showing these people that they're actually a good ball club. And in a year that has not been great for, for basketball and football, I mean, Arizona needs a resurgence. Um, and I think this could definitely be the route that they could they could have for this season. So last season they finished as the so like basketball the way baseball playoffs work yep. is there's a last four in and a last four out and that's actually made public yeah um, so you they finished on the last four out what I guess do, do, at, at the beginning of the season with, with with productive freshmen I guess the general thinking is that they will be better off however their three toughest opponents and the three some of the three of the toughest teams in the country they played at home last year. Mm. And this year they play them away. on the road. So do you think the and, – and they played okay against those teams at home. Right. Do you think when it comes down to every game matters, because it did, that playing the tough teams on the road makes a huge difference for U of A? Or do you think baseball doesn't really matter that much? I mean, absolutely. I mean, in every sport it, it makes a huge difference in that. But I think in baseball it definitely does, especially when you haven't even hit conference play yet. You need to get – those good games. I mean, I know we got Michigan State up, we got New Mexico, we got some good baseball schools that are that are coming up on the schedule. So I think anytime you got an away series, uh, you got some road games, you got to go out and attack them. Um, and like last year, you know, we played them at home and probably didn't end the way that we would have liked it. But I think that you know the way that they're starting off this year, they got a good shot to get at least some of those games. Um, because those are, I think, the wins that you look back on when you hit the big tournament. And those are the ones that can really make the difference between first four in, first four out. So Okay, so here's the other thing I noticed. Yeah. Um, I write 
for, for a different publication when it comes to baseball, so I'm there. Um, U of A, by, win, by scoring so many runs, they were able to shift out an entire lineup. And in the, in the, I believe they did the, I know they did this in the second game. I don't know if they did in the third. By the eighth inning, by the seventh inning, they had an entire new starting nine. Wow. Except for one player they left in. Wow. How important is that to the freshmen that come into that game? Now, last year they did a lot of moving guys around, and, and there were a lot of, like, guys that would come in for a pinch hit or yeah. an inning. But to have an Not entire— Not longevity games. Right, right. That would, but to have an entire unit yeah. of freshmen uh, playing together. They scored five runs, by the way. It's remarkable. In that series, in that, in that series yeah. of events. That, I mean, to me, that's a very important sign. But what do you think the future is with that? I mean, that is a great sign. It's a great sign in in terms of depth. I mean, U of A always gets good fresh. I mean, this is a it is a baseball school, so we do get good recruits that want to come and play ball here. But when you're heading into the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, and you're up 14, 15, 16 runs like they were in this in that series, I mean, yeah, you can play your freshmen and you can give them that experience that's actually gonna, you know give you good results. I mean, five runs is a good is a good production amount, so I like it. All right. Now, on a little bit of the lighter side, yep. um, there was nearly a fight in the Saturday night game, the <laughs> nightcap of the doubleheader. Um, what, it, it, was, it was Nick Quintana, who's the, the, lead, the junior, junior leader on the team. I, I personally have gone back and forth on how I feel about this. I both like the idea of him saying, you know what, it doesn't matter about how much we're winning, you know, I don't want myself or my players getting thrown at. But at the same time, I don't necessarily like the fact that he took it so to heart. It's personally right now. So, I mean, like, what do you, like, I, I don't, what, what do you think the message shows? I don't know what I think the message is yet, obviously, but what do you think the message is? I mean, if you're a leader of a team, you're the heart and soul. You're the one that people actually look to. Um, you know, it's like the Draymond Green of the team, um, kind of the hard-hitting, the Dennis Rodman, the guy that can give you the, the attitude and the grunt. Um, but now I think that when you look at a guy like Quintana, like, he, he should be that guy. I mean, I think if you don't, if you're not stepping up in a situation like that when a guy gets hit, you're just going to let that walk over you. And I think you actually do have to establish yourself as someone who's going to take charge and be that person for the team. But you don't think that's too aggressive? I don't th- I think it's showing I think it's showing some good action because you know if you do get into the the Pac-12 play and that happens again, you want to have the experience of, you know, I've done this before. I can back up my boys. I can do this. So, I think it's a good aggressive standpoint, a good mindset to have. Obviously, you can't get too aggressive because you don't want suspensions coming, you don't want fines whatever, but I think in this case, it was a good a good move. Okay, so lastly, just one more quick. I know we're running out of time here. Um, in the middle of as as the weekend progressed and Juve's run total went up, there were some conversations about, and I inc- I actually looked up the rules about mercy rules in college baseball. Mm-hmm. And I what what it turned out is that basically the only way they'll call a mercy rule is on a, the last game of a series on a travel day when it would help a team get out and get Quicker. home. Do you think that there's a that there's maybe a place in the game for a team being down, you know, eighteen to three, eighteen to four, twenty, like just How kind of was. putting them out of their misery, especially right. on ga- days where there's a double header. Mm. So Juve's up what they were up, I think, eighteen to to four, something like that, in the seventh inning, and they could have called it. They decided not to, but and meanwhile, there's another game at six o'clock that's mm-hmm. going to take another three and a half hours. 
Do you think there should be a mercy rule change, I guess, or addition to it? I feel like in tournament play, yeah. Because, like you said, there's a game after. you got to get to the next well, one. Well, not even in tournament play. But just in, like, in general? Just in, like, double games, especially games with double headers for now, at least. Like, taking the time to say, all right, we got another game. This is in the seventh inning. It's clear he's going to win. Let's call it. Yeah. I mean, uh, versus like, let's play this out. That's a tough one. It, it really just depends on how you look at it. If you're like a baseball purist, you're going to be like, no, we're playing the whole nine. We're going all the way through. That's what it's been like. That's what history says. But if you're looking at it from a logistical standpoint, you might want to actually take some action on that. Um, but I think it's just a nine inning thing. So. Camp Sports Director Brody Dryden here, joined by James Lamones. Uh, thank you for uh, joining me here on the Arizona Camp uh, Podcast uh, this evening. So we're here to talk about women's basketball. James, uh, you've been covering them all uh, all season for, for UATV as well. You're pretty familiar with the, the women's basketball team thus far. The season is coming to a close. Give me your your overall uh, rundown, overall assessment of, uh, you know, how their season has gone so far. I think it's gone incredibly well, and it has gone to the plan that Coach Adia Barnes has placed for her team. Uh, she started recruiting. She started by involving a fan base, and it's shown more fans are showing up to games. Uh, the wins are coming now, and the, recru the recruiting classes are coming in. She has um, three top-rated uh, um, international prospects. One's already here on campus, and there's two more set to join. She said she's possibly looking at making one more signing, but uh, the team's looking phenomenal. And it's sad to say, but I think the eyes should be away from the men's team and on the women's team right now as we wow. speak. Hot takes here in, in the studio. <laughs> and from I think Sean Miller should know. Hot <laughs> takes, very <laughs> hot takes from uh, James Lamonis in the studio. Um, Ari McDonald is obviously the, the star under coach Adia Barnes, um, you know, really breaking out this season. Uh, the redshirt sophomore from Fresno, California. Interesting story with her being recruited to Washington uh, by Barnes and then, um, you know, moving here. After, yeah, you know. and what actually helped that, I believe, was that I think Washington's coach was actually going to leave her another job. Mm -hmm. So that kind of helped uh, really her yeah. Um, come here. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I, I don't mean to put you in a kind of a, a tough position to, you know, uh, talk about, uh, you know, the, the women's uh, basketball te team here, but where w do you think this team would be without Ari McDonald? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it could erase about five wins from our record. Wow. Just because okay. I think she impacts the game a lot mm -hmm. on offensively, her hustle, her leadership. Uh, her communication, she's really, uh, you know how you ever heard, like, she's the coach on the, on the court, and she speaks the words that Coach Adia wants to get to the players. Mm -hmm. She's that. Um, and I think a lot of coaches need a player like that who could translate and, and get the players focused and get communicate with the players on the court. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the coaches can't find the right words to do it. Mm -hmm. These leaders step up and do it. And I think um, she's really important to the amount of wins and um, impact she has on the court. Awesome. Uh, so there, are obviously, Ari McDonald makes the the most noise uh, for for this team. Uh, what about the the unsung heroes, James? I I, I want you to to give me who your favorite um, underrated player on on this team, whether it be you know T.T. Stark, Sam Thomas, Dominique McBride. You know the the list goes on. Just give me a uh, you know your fa uh, your favorite low key player on the team. I think they're all underrated, to be honest. Wow. Because okay. McBride brings a level of height, length toughness to the court 
She's their anchor and down in the paint. She turns the right shots. She steps up. She protects the paint. She protects the basket. Um, she's really a defensive captain, as I told you. And T.T. Starks brings the hustle, the heart. Uh, she's like a Draymond Green for us, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, notice that. You didn't want a Draymond Green uh, <laughs> um, comparisons. You weren't in the studio earlier, but uh, Sam Singh on the, uh, covering baseball for the, the Arizona baseball team compared Nick Quintana to uh, Draymond Green. Oh, yeah. so I guess uh, Arizona's it, getting full of yeah, Draymond Greens. Yeah, <laughs> that, a, that might be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, an all-star nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so moving on. Uh, so what what do you think, you know, say, say this team, or th- once this team gets to the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas, I, I think, you know, an obvious thing would be to say, um, Ari McDonald's really got to, you know, come out and, and represent for Arizona, you know, have some really good performances for Arizona to go far. What else has to happen for this team, for them to go deep into this Pac-12 tournament? They just need to stay locked in defensively. The change that Adia Barnes has done with uh, inserting T.T. Uh, Starks and having Lucia uh, come off the bench, although I think she's kind of dealing with something. Maybe that's why she's not playing as often. Mm-hmm. But um, they just need to stay locked in defensively, just show the hustle. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam Thomas needs to play more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, she played better this past weekend. And, um, you know, she's had a few, you know, this year's a little rough for her, but... Um, I think it's due to the talent we have on the team now. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Reese is another player that we should keep an eye on on breaking out during the Pac-12 tournament where she could average a double-double any given night. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just defensively, they just need to stay locked in and do what they do. Awesome. Uh, so uh, wrapping up here, uh, talking about uh, Ar- the women's Arizona basketball team uh, here with James Lamonis. What We both covered the uh, – Colorado against Arizona game this past Sunday. Uh, just give me give me a quick rundown and analysis how that game went. Um, you know your, your overall thoughts, how, how Arizona pulled out the win, and your highlights from the game. Well, I think they stayed locked in defensively for most of the game. Um, late in the game, um, they, the Colorado kind of mounted a comeback. Um, it was due to them inserting one of their injured players that come back, which I don't think Arizona was ready for to face either. So that kind of had something to do with it. But I think overall, Arizona proved that it is uh, kind of a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. in reality when uh, they're playing at the peak and at the top level that they can. Yeah. So when they're locked in, um, they can make a run. Awesome.